possession, prepare our hearts to receive what you are doing today. Thank you, Father. Love, revelation of love. Mm. His word. So bless Alan his giving. Bless our hearts. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Come for Alan. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Whew. I was a little wrecked there. Um, the Lord's really, it's so fun because, you know, we don't, I mean, I don't know if the worship team picks the songs knowing what we're going to talk on, but I mean, every song was so perfectly tailored to what the Lord's doing. Really. It's incredible. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I can't even, that's why I was so wrecked because it's just overwhelming. Um, I just get overwhelmed. Um, he starts speaking to me and telling me things and, and uh, it's overwhelming because of what we're going to teach. And so what I was going to teach on <laughs> is, um, you know, we're going through the life of Jesus. Um, and, but I don't think I'm going to start where I was going to start because the Lord's like, just get to the good part. Because <laughs> there's stuff I could teach. Um, and I don't see myself really as a teacher, but more as an exhorter. And uh, Dave, I think, is more a teacher. He's really good at that. And, uh, and by the way, Dave and I did not call each other today to match. Well, we're, I, I swear, as I was going to get my shirt to iron it, I went to pick one, and the Lord said, not that one, pick this one. Oh, okay, I don't know. It was this one, and it's exactly, I mean, it's uncanny. It's definitely uncanny what the Lord's doing. Um, I don't know why, but maybe, I don't know. I felt like maybe the Lord's to, you know, because it's like the Lord does things to show his favor. And so there's, Dave's the pastor. He's the anointed, he's the leader. He's the authority. And so the Lord is like, and what am I? I don't really have a title. I'm just Alan, right? And, and it's like a visual, like, look, I'm giving you the authority today to preach. And so I was like, oh, I'll take that, Lord. That's awesome. I love standing underneath that authority. Amen? It's, and there's a lot of good things that are in that, too. Kind of cool. Um, and we, that's another lesson, because that's a big, like, recognizing authority and, 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 and submitting to it and what that looks like and what the godly form of that is. And I think that's what Dave and I have. It's, it's really fun. Um, but uh, also, because you're all probably wondering what this is, and this is part of the message, right? Um, because Dave and I are doing jujitsu. Uh, I got hit in a year, like Monday, and then I got hit again uh, Thursday. And then I didn't know this, but now I do is that when you get hit in the cartilage of the ear, sometimes it starts to, um, uh, it, it starts to collect fluid. And because there's not a lot of skin there, the cartilage, um, when there's fluid there, I guess it, it cuts off the blood supply and then it, it, it like hardens or it stays there. And that's how you get cauliflower ear. If you've ever seen guys who are wrestlers, yeah, if you, it repeated blows. And so, you know, last night as I'm preparing the message, like, Ann comes home, she'd been away, and she was like, what are you doing? You need to go right now. And I was like, oh, I think it's okay. No, you know, you should go right now. And so, so I go, you know, and the guy's like, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, we have to drain it. And since there's no, um, <laughs> you know, the, the injection of the Novocaine is going to hurt just as much as doing the draining, so you might as well just, you know, do it without Novocaine. So I was like, okay, <laughs> that's kind of, that's uncomfortable. Amen? It was uncomfortable. And it's weird, you know, actually, the guy was saying what I should have done, or we did this last night, is took an ace bandage and wrapped it around my head and sort of compressed the thing. 
So this morning, Anne was like, wait, you're not putting the East Bandage on? I was like, no, I, I don't think I need that for right now. So, <laughs> but amen, come on, it's part of the, I mean, some of you have heard my message about the Lord setting me free of what you look like or what, you know, to, to, to be free of vanity or releasing, because we all kind of carry that. And so here I am, amen, amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, there's listening to you. What? So it's just <laughs> part of the way. It's part of the... So it's, it's uncomfortable, right? Um, and, and so the flesh wants to fight against that. But the spirit, right? The spirit has another way. And so as we were singing that song about the way and the truth, right? That was just killing me. Because we've chosen a way. Right? We, if we've chosen to follow, we wouldn't be here if we didn't declare, Lord, I want to follow you. I want to know you. I'm, I want to have what you have for me. I want to lay hold of that. And so, you know, <laughs> Jesus is a good teacher. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was going to teach about, a lot of, uh, about John the Baptist, but really, um, and maybe Dave, you can cover this later, right? Because there's some good stuff in there about how he talks to the Pharisees and he's kind of, you know, and he comes out of the wilderness, kind of, he didn't go to seminary, he comes out of the wilderness and he's dressed just like Elijah and he is the Elijah to come if you can, as Jesus says, if you can accept it. So there's all this word there, there's all this cool stuff, but I really feel like the Lord is pushing me to go right to the good part, which is the baptism of Jesus. It's awesome. So Matthew 3, if you want to turn there or we can just read along. So he comes to the Galilee, you know, from the Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. And John's like, what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, what? No, 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 no. You know, you should be baptizing me. And that's kind of what we say, right? Um, but Jesus says, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Did Jesus need to be baptized? Did he have any sin to repent of? No. But he submits to it. So there's a process. And as we were worshiping, I didn't, I mean, it's so fun because the Lord has been just all week. There's just things have been going on, right, um, to, to this message. And so uh, the Lord's like, did Jesus need to be baptized? And I was like, no, he had no sin to repent of. But I believe and I submit to you, if you can hear this, is this is where Jesus was prepared for the cross. Because he's really getting I'm sorry he's really getting me because this is where he submits this is where baptism is I'm going in one way and I'm coming out another I'm dying to the old man Jesus was a man just like us he's saying here in all righteousness I'm taking my manhood my manness and I'm laying that aside the worldly man and I'm dying to that and I'm alive unto who you are God who you called me to be I mean, Jesus knew what his ministry was, but this is where his ministry began. And I believe that this is where he submitted to everything that God had for him. Lord, I will die to everything that's in the world, the man thing, of, as a carpenter, as a son, as a this. I'm putting all that aside, and now I'm dying to myself, and I'm living unto you. Amen. 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 So the cross was actually, the decision to go to the cross was right here. I, I mean... He knew who he was. He knew where he was going. But I mean, like, this is the moment where he steps into it. And this is the same thing we do. Amen? When I'm baptized, I die to the old man. The old ways, the, 
desires, the agenda, the you know, vanity, the things, it's got to look like this, it's got to be like this, I've got to be in control, I've got to have everything go my way, I've got to be comfortable. I mean, I don't like being uncomfortable. I want, I've, you know, I want this and this, and my career is going to go this way, and this is going to be my title, and blah, 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 and I'm going to retire in Boca Raton and play golf the rest of my life. Amen? That's the goal. I mean, that's, it's kind of like, you could work that out as like, well, this is the, I mean, if I come to the Lord, he's, he's the Lord, he can do anything, so as I say yes, then everything in my life is going to go right. <laughs> but that's not how it goes, right? And we don't just come to the Lord just to get saved. What I've, I mean, it's just what the Lord's been un, un, unraveling in my heart is we come to be transformed into his image. We're not just praying a prayer to go to heaven and so everything in my life will go right. I want to be transformed into his image from glory to glory, right? To the full, as Paul says, you know, from glory to glory until we all reach the full stature of the knowledge and the glory of the Lord. Like his glory, as we were singing that, let your glory fall, his glory is revealed in each one of us as we follow him and are transformed into his image. Yes. Amen? It's so fun. Um, I really bless <laughs> it. So, so here's Jesus submitting, being baptized, dying to the old thing. And as soon as he was baptized, he went up out of the water. <laughs> At that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove, a dove and alighting on him. I mean, the Holy Spirit wasn't on him before that. So he was just a man submitting, dying to self. And God says, you're, you're my son. Right? So then he says, and then people in John, it says, some people heard it, some people says it was thunder, but the father says, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. Huh? <laughs> Amazing. Oh, he loves me. I am, he's so pleased with me. I mean, everything is perfect. I'm, everything's going well. I, my, you know, my ministry's on, on track. Everything is lining up. The Father loves me. I'm loved by God, and he's so pleased with me. I mean, everything I've done, and I mean, what could be better? I can't be in a more perfect place in, in the, my spiritual walk. I'm literally at the pinnacle. You love me. Everything's perfect. I don't need to do anything more. I, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Here I am. Praise God. I mean, it's like perfect. It's like it's what we all aspire to. But he, he does say that over us. He does say that. However... <laughs> Then, 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 at that moment, the father just said, I'm so pleased with you. You've done, you're, you're, I love you. Everything is, is awesome. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So, but wait, why? Why would Jesus be led into the desert? Why? I, didn't you just say you were pleased with me? I've done everything. Why do I need to be tested? Why am I being tested? Why is the thing, I mean, uh, didn't I just lay hold of the Father's, you know, affirmation? I mean, I could be done right there. I prayed that prayer. I got baptized. He said, get baptized. I prayed the prayer. Everything's perfect. Why do I need to go into the desert? Why do I, and why the desert? Oh my gosh, couldn't it have been like, you know, the beach? Couldn't it have been the Riviera? You know, couldn't it have been like the mountaintop, the mountaintop experience? No, it's the desert where there's nothing. There's nothing, there's nothing there, you know, and, and I love the way, like, the mechanics of this, like, you're baptized, oh, I know, the Spirit's leading me, I'm going to go into the desert, like, did he tell his parents, like, you know, or his mom, 
you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to take off for a little while. I'm going to go into the desert. And so he walks out into the desert by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I was wondering, like, was he, did he, did he like hang out under the shade of a rock or did he just sit in the middle? Or what? You know, kind of fun to think about. But so here is Jesus in the desert. And um, <laughs> so pretty soon, based on the word, he's fasting 40 days and 40 nights and he was hungry. Um, now, what's interesting is Matthew 4, 1 says, you know, then Jesus was led by the spirit in the desert to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Then the tempter came to him. Um, so he's, he's in this place. Um, let's see. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> My mind just goes so many different places. It's so... Um, but Jesus is there in the desert. He's, he's waiting. Like, it had been 40 days. You see what I mean? Like, he goes into the desert. Like, is it 10 minutes, Lord? Is it two days? Is it... So the fact that he's in the desert, he's submitting to what the Holy Spirit's saying. He's saying, Lord, I'm, I'm yours. I'm, I have no agenda. My agenda's done. And this is what my ministry looks like. I'm by myself. I'm in the desert. There's no one to minister to. There's no one, you know, he's in the desert, in this place of no one's around. He's by himself. So, and then after a long time and he's very hungry and he's, you know, his flesh has been, is, is under duress. I mean, it's not easy to go 40 days and not eat and, and be, he's hot, he's sweating, he's bored, he's by himself, he's, there's all these things that we would say, are you kidding me? I mean, Lord, why? What have I done wrong? Where did I go wrong? What, what's going on? How come? I mean, you just said this and now here I am. And it seems like the very promise that you had over my life. What's going on, Lord? Where are you? I'm going back. Right? But Jesus didn't do that. Now, there were some other people that were led into the desert way back. And that was his holy people when he said, when Moses came to Pharaoh and said, I want uh, my, our Lord is, is leading us. We want to take the people. I mean, that's originally what happened is Moses came to Pharaoh and said, listen, the Hebrew people, we're going to go out into the desert and we're going to worship for 40 days. That was the plan. They were going to go out into the desert and worship for 40 days. And of course, then Moses, uh, Pharaoh says no. And you know, they have this back and forth. And finally, they all leave. They go through the Red Sea. It was to be 40 days in the desert. But what happened? Halfway through, they started to complain. Wait, you've let us, you just brought us out of Egypt to come to the desert? What are you doing, Moses? Who are you? I mean, what the heck? Uh, you know, uh, and what are we going to eat? Because I don't really see any plants or figs or anything. I mean, you talked about the promised land. That doesn't look very promising. And so what are we going to eat? You know what? It would be better for us if we went back to Egypt, because at least we had leeks and onions. At least we had stuff for our stew pots. It would be better for us. So that focus, it would be better for us. I mean, you just came through, like the Red Sea was kind of like a baptism by, you know, it was, you know, some kind of could see it like modeled as if it was baptism. And yet they're still thinking, what's in it for me? My 
why isn't why aren't my needs being met? My needs are trumping everything you want to do, Lord. I'm going to declare that my needs are more important than your plan for my life. No, that's what the Israelites did. And what's interesting is the desert is, you know, here Jesus is in the desert. He's, he's fulfilling what the Israelites were unable to do, even after 40 years. So Jesus fulfills what the Israelites weren't able to do in 40 days. Right? But the desert was not meant to be punishment. It's not a punishment because the Father just said that you're my son, I'm well, I'm well pleased. He didn't do anything wrong. My Lord. The test is to reveal what's in your heart. The test is to reveal the good work that he's doing in your heart. That I, that I have, I'm showing myself that I can sweat and be miserable and things aren't going right. I'm suffering a little bit and it's not lining up the way I thought, but Lord, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to hold on to the old man anymore. I've come over to the new man, Lord. I've laid my life down. I'm yours. I'm not my own anymore. It doesn't matter what I think, and it doesn't matter what my agenda is or how I feel. Father, I'm yours. And that's what was killing me on the floor over there when he says, the way. You're in the way. I've chosen the way. I've laid my life down. And he's showing me the ways, different ways like this and all the other things. Like, hey, um, you know, you and your wife both lost your job at the same time. And the mortgage is due and the car's not running well. And pray, you, know, you know what I mean? That could start to rise higher than who he is in my life. I can start to let those things, like you're out of a job and what are you going to do? And I don't know. And this and that. And oh, and by the way, uh, Alan, I want you to start this little company with no money and, you know, do that while you're both out of a job. And, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn. I'm saying this to, you know, like, it's not like you have to be in the same situation I'm in. It's to see what's going on in my life. Like, you wouldn't know those things are going on in my life because those things don't define me. He defines me. That defines me. You're in the way. And the truth. Relax. And you know what he was saying to me as I was laying there? He said, rest, my son. <laughs> Come on. That's why I was a wreck. That's why I'm, I'm surprised I'm even up here talking because that was wrecking me. Rest, my son. He said it three times. And isn't that what he said? Kind of. He says to Jesus, you're my son. I'm well pleased. You know, rest. You don't have to do anything. Like, I could come up here and totally bomb, I promise you. He loves me. <laughs> come on. I mean, because this isn't entertainment. I want to exhort you, encourage you to run the race, right? In the way I've chosen. I've laid my life down. Lord, it's not about me. It's not about what you can do for me. It's about who you're making me into be. And you love me, Father. You love me. And you're so pleased with me. And see, the world takes the desert and says, are you kidding me? You both lost your job? I thought you loved God. I thought, I mean, what did you do wrong? What kind of sin do you have in your life, brother? Because there's no, you know, you better, like my unbelieving friends, they're like, yeah, your God's not really coming through for you. Oh, no. I'm telling you. <laughs> Total peace in the midst of that. And see, what winds up happening is in the midst of those trials, as I'm going through the desert, those things are coming on. Right? I have every opportunity to get off the path. Remember, I talk about the path. I have every opportunity to say, no, I'm going back to the old way. I'm going to go back and do the old things and try to, try to get things my way. But every time I don't, and every time I sit, Lord, I, I, you know, I see what's going on. But Father, I know who you are. I know you're my Father. And Lord, and see, that prayer... <laughs> 
Father, I know you know what's going on in my life. I know you know I need a job and we need to make money, right, to survive. But Lord, I, I'm not looking at that. I'm just declaring, Father, you will provide for me. And your word says, your word says he provides for all that he's created. Amen? So if he's provided for all, you know, he's created, and I have a need, Lord, you're going to meet that need. How, Alan? How's that going to work? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, if he gives me an idea to go, I mean, and he has actually, there have been some things that have fallen out of nowhere. People call me up, hey, could you come do some work for me over here? And, this, and you know, I'll go do that work, and it'll wind up being just the exact amount of money that we need to pay the bill that comes in. So he's supplying all my needs, right? And so, but see, so here, here's Jesus getting tempted on this very, the very physical place that he's in need. He's hungry. He's been out there 40 days. <laughs> he's been out there 40 days, and so the tempter comes. If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. If you are. Well, didn't God just say he was. <laughs> Why do I have to prove that what God just said is true? God says, you're my son in whom I'm well pleased. He said it. And so here's the enemy. Now, who else did the enemy? I mean, it's funny when we see Satan in scripture, you know, we don't see an awful lot of direct, you know, involvement, but where we do see it, it's always the same. You know, did God say, don't eat the tree? I mean, at that moment, Eve and Adam could have been like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he did. I know who my father is. But see, they didn't. Right? Did God say? And so why is it so important? And this is something I've only just, I mean, it's literally like revelation. Last week I was at a, uh, a little meeting with a guy from India. This pastor is 23 or 4, something like that. His church is sprawling like crazy. And, and he comes to give a little talk. And he's friends with some of my friends. And so they're raising money for him. And he comes to give a little talk. And starts to speak on this. Which is interesting. Amen? Because it's like, wow, Lord, it's like you're really, you know. <laughs> See, like, I, I'm not smart enough to put together a sermon that meets all the points. But he is my father. And he provides. Amen. So he starts to point things out, bring this up, say this, say that. So it, that makes it more fun, right? Because, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a wreck, but it's okay because it's just, it's real. I'm being out. Amen. So, um, why was it so important when Satan comes to him? You know, if you are the Son of God. Tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus, you know, brushes them off. It's written, do not live, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Like, that's an awesome statement. You know, just live on that, hon. You know, but, you know, in John, I think it's John 5, when Jesus says, listen, the enemy comes to, to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his whole MO. That's what he does. He steals, he kills, and destroys. And so Satan isn't trying to kill Jesus here, even though later Jesus lets him, right? His life wasn't taken from him. He laid it down, right? He chose to allow it to happen. But, and he's not being destroyed. So what is he trying to steal here? He's trying to steal Jesus's anointing. When we choose to listen to what the enemy says, 
we give our anointing away, right? And we allow another spirit to come take up residence. Not, I'm not saying possession, not saying you're not saved, not saying, right? But the Holy Spirit wants to dwell in my heart. And he wants to have mastery. He wants, every, he wants all areas of my life. And as we allow, as we submit to him and say, Lord, come into my life, take every area of my life. He comes and he starts to transform slowly all those areas. But see, I could choose to give up my focus, my relationship with him and choose another, another voice, a strange voice. And I might choose that voice for a while. And the Holy Spirit calls me and says, Alan, that's not the way you're supposed to go. Amen. And I can push that away. But see, I lose something. I lose the presence of the Holy Spirit. I lose that fellowship and that relationship as we grow in favor with God and man. Right? And, I, and, and that's what um, Dave was talking on last week. And so that's kind of what happened. So, and also my righteousness is, is righteousness unto holiness. The holiness part is set apart, right? My righteousness is from him alone. Right? But as I walk in that, I start to walk in holiness. I'm set apart. I'm not like the world. I've laid down. I've died to those things. So I'm not meeting my physical needs. I'm not trying to meet my physical need by what the enemy is going to supply. I'm going to wait on the Lord. So I'm willing to suffer a little bit. I'll suffer for it. Amen? It's okay. I can sweat. It's a, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not, I mean, that's kind of what we like about jujitsu. It's kind of like, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you have to pay a price a little bit. So here Jesus brushes that off. And then, and then um, so the first test was the flesh, is meeting the needs of the flesh. The second test is the devil takes him to the holy city. And as I'm standing on the highest point in the temple, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus says, it's also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So the, I believe, and I'm open to someone correcting me here, but my understanding is that the second test is, do you have the power? Do you really have the power? Come on. Does God really have the power to fulfill what he's called you to? Is he really going to do, because if you, if you really have the power, you could just jump off, you could just put him to the test and he'll, he'll make a way, Right? And Jesus is like, no, I do have the power, but I'm not putting it to the test. I'm not going to try it out to prove to you, right? So I'm not proving to the enemy. He's a liar. It doesn't matter what he believes. I'm going to stand in fellowship with the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to submit to him and remain a, a faithful, obedient son, a steadfast son. Amen? And then the third test is he, you know, Satan. I, I mean, I love to think about this because I think, at this point, Satan's getting a little frustrated. You know, he knows who Jesus is. And he's like, oh, I can get him. I can get him. Because, see, what Satan believes about you is you're like any other man. You touch your flesh and he will curse God to his face. You start to put pressure on it. And that's why it's so important that we lay our lives down. That's why Jesus says, if any man would come after me, meaning anyone, man, woman, child, if anyone would come after me, let him first lay down his life. Right? Why? Because if there's anything in my life that rises above who he is, I'll choose that. I'll, I'll, I'll level off. I'll look for ways to meet that need instead of submit to what God has me do. Right? And so um, Jesus says, if anyone would be a disciple, which really is a disciplined learner, I'm fully sold out. I want to fully sell out. So, so listen, the desert 
reveals those things in our life. Amen. Right? Yes. So we're not to run from the desert experience. I can embrace it. And I can actually fellowship with the Lord and worship in the midst of trial. Both of us losing our jobs. We're in, you know, no money coming in or, or it's very difficult. Father, thank you. <laughs> see what I mean? There's a difference. And see, when I come out of that, because we are coming out of that, I'm not, I'm not going to live in the desert forever. Because uh, even the Lord says, um, well, actually, I did put a slide in there. Okay, that's long five. We'll get to that. <laughs> Sorry. Something to look forward to. So, <laughs> so the last test is um, Satan says, takes him up on a high mountain, shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And this always kind of perplexed me. Like, why, you know, all this I will give you. If you, you know, so this is really what Satan wants. He wants to be like God. He wants you to worship him. Bow down and worship me. But really what he's saying to Jesus is, look, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to mess around with the ministry thing. You can get it all right now. You can just take a shortcut right here and you'll have everything. You'll be the ruler of the entire world. I mean, aren't you the Messiah? I mean, hasn't it been written about you that you'll be the Messiah and you'll be, you know, the ruler of the whole world? I mean, we'll just cut to the chase right now. You can have it all. Just worship me. Just, just make me God, right? Because Satan said, I will ascend. I will be like unto God. And Jesus is like, no. But I don't think Satan, I mean, it's my understanding. I don't think he really understood what he was, what he was doing. Um, but Jesus is like, no, you know, it's, get away from me. So what's interesting is, um, well, we'll go to that, that verse. Oh, there's more desert. Um, the rocks, I was, you know, kind of looking for desert images. So, um, so here's the... James thing, and this is submit yourselves then to God. Submit to what God is doing in your life. Resist the devil. See, so I'm not resisting the devil first. I'm looking at the Father. I'm looking at Jesus first. And, and that, I mean, that for a long time, that, that was something I didn't do. I would just look at the issue at hand, like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? What, why am I compelled to do these things? Oh, I got to just try harder. I'm going to bite my lip and I'll try harder. No, how about I, I die to myself. Oh, Lord, I've laid everything down. Father, I thank you for loving me in the midst of this. Oh, wait a minute. Something else is coming in to try to tell me something. <laughs> Get away. Thank you, Father. That's, that's it. That's, I mean, any addiction, any issue in your life, that's the secret right there. Dying to self submitting to God, and then the resisting part is like, no, I don't want that because, Lord, I see what you're calling me to ah, into righteousness. Yeah. I don't want that thing. It seems so alien. Get away from me. That's just ridiculous. And then all of a sudden it goes, and you're like, well, I, I felt tempted a little while ago, but I can't even, I don't know, I don't know what's happened. My heart's changed. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love that. It's so fun. So... <laughs> So then um, back to the suffering part, because the suffering thing is like, we don't like that part, right? But here's Paul telling Timothy, join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So Paul is going through some tough times. And you know what's fun is you start to get into this, you start to look at it, you're like, oh, you know, the, this issue of the promise comes, you're anointed, I've got a promise on your life. Father, thank you, that's so awesome. You're gonna preach the gospel, you're gonna do this, oh, awesome. Okay, right into desert, nothing, you know, no resources, um, doesn't look like it's ever gonna happen. 
right? Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. You know, 40 years of nothing, no kids, trying this and that. They tries, you know, with his servant, uh, with Hagar, and, you know, they, they're trying to make it happen on his own. Still not working. 40 years later, and then it comes. Right? David, you're going to be the king of Israel. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you go all this success then right into the wilderness running around running from Saul trying to get away you know you see the theme this is like the promise on your life and then the testing comes in the midst of you have every opportunity to try to every opportunity to hear the promise but then turn away from it and say well no it's not it doesn't look like it's going to happen why is that it's because when, when you do come into it, when David does come into that place, I just submit this to you, the very things that David does, he was successful of because of his time in the wilderness. Because, wait a minute, even when he messed up with Bathsheba, wait, I know who you are, Father. You're the God that provides. You're the God that forgives. You're the God that restores all things. Lord, you said, and then all these things happen, and now here I am, and I'm king, and I'm, and, but I messed up, and blah, blah, blah. It's because of his time in the wilderness that he was able to know who his father was, right? And to walk out in blessing the fullness of the, of the call that God had on his life. Amen. 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 So that's, that's really fun. So here's Paul telling Timothy, you know, like a good soldier. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. I'm not thinking about my own affairs anymore. When he says civilian affairs, really what he means is like, your career, you're going off to do, you know, whatever. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a chief engineer of a, you know, something. Uh, and the Lord's, you know, that, that's not going to happen. I'm, you know, <laughs> I've laid my life down. I've signed up. I've, I'm willingly laying my life down. And you know, and even in Revelation, it says, they overcame, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and not loving their lives unto death. Right. So. It's by the blood, but also laying, choosing, I'm laying my life down. And I, I just believe that there's a, there is a, it, it's an integral part. And so my encouragement, my exhortation in, oh, I stole the clock. So <laughs> I'm glad I cut off that front part because <laughs> we, we would be going over. So you never know how long you're going to go. It's always, uh, right, amen, amen. But... Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, if you want to leave, you can. But, um, <laughs> so, where was I? I was talking about something. Um, the timetable. No. So, we come out of the desert, right? And we could have, I believe we can have desert experiences in many, you know, many different ways. At your job. You could be in the desert at your job. You could be in the desert um, in your relationships. But there's a, there's a season, right? And then what's the fruit? Who is this coming up from the mountains? Leaning on her beloved. I mean, there's something, there's something that gets established in the desert that can't be... There's a level of intimacy that gets established in the desert that can't be attained any other way. I believe that. I mean, I, and because if Jesus had to go through that, and then he comes out of the desert in power, and some, some of the other Gospels talk about he came out of the Spirit in power, right? Because the Lord, 
I've laid my life down. That thing is dead. Now I'm standing in, there's no, there's no other resources. There's no other way I can use my strength to meet that need or to do anything or to have an agenda. The Lord's like, well, well now I can trust you. Well, now I can trust you with power because you've already demonstrated that you're not in it for you. That you're not, and there's a lot to that. And I'm not saying it's a quid pro quo thing, but there's a, there's a, there's a growth in intimacy with the father in the, in the desert that I don't believe that you can get any other way. And so, and it produces fruit. And so then the father says, who is this coming up from the mountains, from the desert or the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Like someone to be reckoned with, like, whoa, this is the army of God coming out. Amen. (laughs) So, um, um, I missed a little note here, but it, I think it's kind of interesting talking about um, this week because Anne was down in Florida helping um, Seth get back to school, and so I was home alone and I'm, you know, making dinner, and so um, I um, we don't really have TV, so I'm watching some YouTube videos, and I started watching um, this this like expose on the Navy SEALs. I'm always fascinated by Navy SEALs for some reason. And so the whole, the whole trial of the, 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 you know, the initiation thing, it's like six weeks or something, but the first two weeks, it's like they lose like 60% of all the applicants, you know? And so they're following a bunch of guys as they go through the, the thing. And Navy SEAL training is, is, is uh, very famous for being very tough and very grueling. And, um, and everybody thinks that you need to, you need to be in tip-top physical shape in order to actually even just apply. And, you know, you do. I'm not saying. But what was interesting is watching this video. There's a bunch of these guys going along, and the instructors, they, they would have trouble, and the instructor would come up and say, do you want to quit? Do you want to, do you want to stop? You probably should stop. You probably, you probably have enough. You know, you, you, it's been tough. And it's miserable. And you'd see guys come out of the surf and they'd make them roll in the sand and the guy, you'd see the guy, I mean, you could almost just watch it come up and be like, no, I'm done. I, I can't do it anymore. And they're like, really? But then the, they would come, they'd have to come to the commander and the commander would say, you've, you know, you've committed to this. You're sure you want to quit. We're not making you quit. You're choosing. And they would, I mean, I guess in extreme circumstances, they would throw people out, but they never threw people out. If you, if you had enough grit and determination. And so really what they were looking for is not performance, but the heart that says, I will never quit. I will never die. I will never give in. I'm not going to stop because that's what they want. That's a soldier's life laid down. Listen, you can get stronger and amen, you will. And you'll be able to run better and I can get better at preaching and all these different things. But the heart that says, I will never quit. I'm never going to give in. You are never going to get me to agree with you, enemy. I don't care how hard it is and how hot it is. In the middle of the desert, I don't care what's going on. Father, I love you. I'm going after you. My life is laid down and I can see it and you see it, Lord. And I think part of it is for us to realize what is in our heart. So when he says, you're in the way, you're laying in the way, you're in my way, now rest, my son. You don't have to do anything else. There's no performance, there's nothing, you, no hoops to jump through. Father, thank you for loving me. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Amen. So we have the worship team come up again. And I feel like a big part of the desert is 
you know, and I didn't touch on this, but is Jesus saying, or, you know, the Holy Spirit leading Jesus. The Holy Spirit's like, come to the desert. Come. And so we have a part in saying, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I want to come. Yes, Lord, I accept it. I embrace what you're doing in my life. I want the things that you want to do in my life. I'm not going to lay out how it's going to look and and try to, you know, enunciate it. I want the thing that you want to do in my life. And I believe that that's a decision that we make. And, and I, I would just encourage you to come forward to receive prayer, to step into that thing. If there's something that the Lord's laying on your heart, if there's something resonating, I feel like there's a couple people here that there's some things I said that really touched your heart. I, I just encourage you to act on that, to come forward and get prayer. And just in his presence, there's something about, I mean, that's the other thing too. I know that God can reach you anywhere, in your car, driving, but there's something about saying, Lord, I, I'm coming to you. I'm coming forward. I'm going to come forward. I want what you have for me. I want all that you have for me, Father. And see, and if that isn't in your heart, then say, Lord, I want to get to that place where I can even pray that. I want to, see, there's no losing. There's no, like, there, like the Israelites kept missing it. They just get another lap around the mountain. You just get another opportunity. Because it's not, it's like the Navy SEALs. It's not designed to, to destroy you so that, so that you lose and say, oh, I, I guess I'm worthless and I'm, no, you have every opportunity. And if you miss this opportunity, the Father's going to give you another one. Amen? And the sooner we learn that, the, the faster we step into this place of, Lord, my life is laid down. I mean, I could look like this. I mean, I'm growing in all these other areas, but there's some areas that I do have some victory and where I can just stand and say, oh, this isn't even touching you. You know, I told the guy who was sewing me up last night, I said, I'm actually going to be preaching tomorrow at church. He's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I'm like, what does it matter? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Amen? So, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you.